flavor and favor. Do you favor flavor? Me too. <laughs> Today's episode mentions flavor and then we dig into favor. Yeah, we're gonna go there. Not only are we talking about God having personal favorites, but we're even touching on the thought that there might be more favor on men than women. What does the world say about it? And what does the word say about it? We are, we're so glad you're here for part one of Devoted in the Daily's letter F episode. That's right, we ended up tearing into so much meat on this episode that we split it into two. Hello there, I'm Christine James. And I'm Jocelyn DeWitt. And here's the thing, the God who created all the earth did not call you, set you apart, anoint you, and create you to live an ordinary life. He called you to live an extraordinary one. Now, Jocelyn and I, we don't have PhDs. We're, we don't have mega ministries. We're just two anointed ladies uh, oversharing about living devoted in the dailies. Welcome to the conversation. This is Devoted in the Daily. Hello. Hi. Today. Here we go. We're going to jump into the letter F. Yes. So excited. So? Love the letter F. Do you? I do love the letter F the for, letter for F. a lot of reasons, actually. We're on Sesame Street sometimes when we're doing this um, alphabetical thing. No. I, I feel like Sesame Street, you know, like, oh, we're going to focus on the letter F. Bing. And I love how you do the little, the. I don't color. always put the letter there, but I will today. Now we're doing it. Letter F. <laughs> Very Sesame Street of us. I love it. Okay. Okay. Favorite Fs. What you got? You got any favorite? Flavor. Flavor. I love how last week we talked about eat and now you're talking about flavor. Food. I mean. Food. I love the flavor. Flavor, flavor. It goes in many like areas. Flavor of life. You have the flavor of your outfits. Flavor of your coffee. There's flavor of lipstick. Yeah. Those are all the things of flavor. Okay. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. Um, Like zest of the Lord. <laughs> Flavor. What a gift it is. What a gift. What a gift. I like flowers. Oh, wow. I do. I really, really love flowers. What's your favorite flower? Uh, my favorite wildflower is a poppy. Mm. You know, uh, but you can't pick those and put them in a jar. Do you know what I mean? I just like to have mm-hmm. my goal one day is to have a bunch of poppies just wildly growing oh, in my yard. That would be beautiful. Because they're just pretty. Yeah. And they welcome bees. <laughs> I love, I can't pick a favorite flower. I got it. It used to be daisies. I loved the simplicity of daisies. I, I thought you liked hydrangeas. No, it was, it's peonies. Peonies. I now have fallen in love with peonies. Um, Not hydrangeas, peonies. And I really also like tulips so much. Mm. I like crocuses. That's an awful name. <laughs> it's an awful name. I like oh, pe- I like peonies too. I really like peonies cut Which in a vase. Weird. It took me a long time to figure out if it is how to say peonies. Yeah, and they're smelling. They smell so beautiful, and they have so much texture and life. And like, I like how they kind of look like a watercolor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Another F that I like is Frankie because that's my daughter. Mm. Um. So Frank's Frank's Frank Doodle, all the things. Um. What's another F? Family. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. Why did I even pause to look at you like that? And forgiveness. 
You know what my one of my favorite F's is? Yeah, what? French toast. I do. French toast I can make a I can make a mean French toast. I, I can, I've heard. You have. Oh, have I told you that I yeah. can make a mean French toast? Okay, well, I can make a mean French toast. And it's taken me quite a while to get it to perfection, but it's good. I like French toast. French toast is good. And floating. But you skipped over my forgiveness. Sorry, your forgiveness. I wasn't trying to skip over. I was just on a roll of thinking of You were. <laughs> yes, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, the gift. a big deal. The gift of forgiveness. Yeah. The favor that comes with forgiveness. Ooh. You want to go there. That That's a whole thing. It is. Yeah. The favor the, the that f- comes with forgiveness. Yes. You just said it. Yes. That is a real thing. Mm. Should we slide on over? Yeah. From there. Let's slide on over to what we're thinking. Move on over. Okay. What are we thinking? Favoritism. Man. It's a topic. It's a topic. It's a topic and it's not, and I think we're going to go on a tangent <clears throat> that isn't what you would think with favoritism. Yeah. What was, what's your first thought with favoritism? How the Lord doesn't have favorites. Mm. My first thought is not to like. Not to have favoritism. Yeah. Like, like my first thought is as a parent, I look at my child go, well, they get to do that. And you know, they do this thing. Well, I have a, okay. I have a picky eater. And sometimes when we go out to eat, I'll feed her before we go. Like if we're going to have, go have a big family meal, I'll feed her before we go. So that when she goes, I'm not paying for an entire kid's meal, but paying for like a side of fries. Right. So she ate her protein and her meal ahead of time. And then when we go out, sure, we still get to be together and involved. But my daughter was like, it's just not fair. Like you just favor her and did this whole thing. You favor her by letting her do that. And I was like, first off, I do not favor her. If you want to eat, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at home, instead of going out and having steak bites at a steakhouse, you go ahead and do that. It's because she doesn't value where we're going, right? So it's not that I favor her. That was my first instinct. It's not that I favor her. It's that I'm pre-thinking yeah. in my parenting. Yeah. But sometimes we look at people and we yeah. think, well, that's favoritism, God, yeah. right? But the reality is what's valuable to this person is not valuable to this person, to you. My daughter loves steak bites. She loves steak. So I find value in f- taking her out and letting her You're enjoy those her things. You're favor by not feeding her beforehand. Yes. And she, it's a, in our mind, we want to like, But well, how do we do that when we go across life and we like- we think, oh, she's got it better than I do. God favors her more than me or so on and so forth. You how, know? how do we handle that? I don't know. We, Who we are have, we to say? I know. I know. We have zero, like zero clue. It looks like favor, but the reality is, is we don't know. We don't. We don't know. So that's a good, that's some good thoughts there. That's what I've been thinking was favoritism. Yeah. Okay, when I think of favoritism, this is one of my favorite She's things to talk gone. about because I had this huge revelation one day when I read in the scripture that God does not show favoritism. Mm-hmm. And I realized when I read that, that I had been thinking that I was God's favorite for a while. Yeah. And I didn't realize I was thinking that, but... I had this such this 
beautiful, intimate experience with God. And I just felt, I felt his favor. I felt how much he loved me. Mm. And I felt this deep care that he had for me and his eyes were on me. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. experienced him in such this intimate, beautiful way that when I, and, and so when I read that, I was like, wait, God doesn't show favoritism. I've been thinking that I'm his favorite. So it was just this eye-opening experience to realize, okay, so that means that God feels this way and wants this kind of relationship with every one of his kids. Yeah. And so it was like kind of revolutionary to to me. It, it, It made me view other people differently. I love that. I love that. That's what, that, that's what you got from it was to, to go, Oh, you're like this with everybody. You favor everyone. And I just, I started valuing other people more as well. Like I, I, I don't know. I somehow saw God's favorite in somebody else. Does that make sense? Yes. It, it, It makes sense. It makes sense. I love that you let you, because that's not how I, if that was me, my problem, and it's kind of stirs this like working up in us, right? Because we each have different calls and we each have different experiences. And when I hear that, and I realize that like I had a gift that maybe not everybody had, or I I talked to the Lord differently than everybody had, because for a long time, I literally thought that my relationship with the Lord was the same as everybody else's. And it is not. And I, I, instead of going, Oh no, like the Lord favors me so much. I was like, well, the Lord wants to have this with you. Like it was not even a question or a doubt in my mind that the Lord wants to pour out his favor on every person. So it grieved you. It grieved my heart that that nobody, that other people were not experiencing God. Yeah. You did for a lot of reasons, because sometimes we have, um, expectations or, you know, religiosity and different kinds of things that come into play where we don't feel like we could experience that kind of favor, but that's not the truth. The truth is you are God's favor and you get to experience the favor of God in a very intimate, personal way, different for every single person. And we just have to be willing to put our hands out and receive it. Yeah. You know? And so my heart grieved that like, well, you could have this. Yeah. You think I hear God really well. Well, you could hear God really well too. He wants you to hear him really well. Like that's his heart. You know, yeah. So, I I love that we brought up favoritism because he favors you intimately and personally, in like a very it, different than you and I. Yeah, like the favor on my life and how God favors me is so and different. pours that out. Yeah, is so different. And I'm watching her receive things that are are her receiving because she's in the favor of the Lord, and she's watching me receive things because I'm in the favor of the Lord, right? And it's not because God's we're his, we're his own personal favorite child, each of us differently. And that's also an example of how to parent. Yeah. You know, and have those like, this is special to you and right. this is special to you. And it's not favoritism. It's yeah. You're my favorite Christine. Right. Jeans with brown eyes and brown hair and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. I also, something else I've been thinking about is, um, well, 
I think part of when God was revealing that to me and drawing me so close and, and helping me realize how treasured I was, um, was coming out of this season of feeling, um, not as valuable because I was a woman Mm. Mm -hmm. and feeling and realizing how God saw me as a woman in particular. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like there's been this mm, in the church, particularly um, a, a silencing, a downgrading of the woman, right? Like we've seen that in culture and in, um, the scripture, right? So much of how women were treated, have been treated, Mm -hmm. um, or viewed as less than. And, and there's this perspective from the outside world, looking into Christianity and us who are following Christ that like, we are, we are treated as less than. Yeah. And, and I, and I really viewed myself, honestly, I think is less than. Mm. And so when I had such this great intimacy with the Lord and, and experiencing how he viewed me as a woman and the value that was in that, it just stirred something up so great in me. Not that um, women are better than men or Mm. that we need to like revenge men or, or like be like men or whatever, but we are to be equals and to complement each other in such this beautiful way that God has made. Um, And so anyway, a a passion for um, women and women to be um, not oppressed, you know? Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. And to come up out of some of the religiosity or the, the, um, any kind of oppression that has come upon women, um, just has been really stirred up in me. The limitations that have been put over them, um, said and not said. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I just, anyway, that's been something that I've been wrestling with and it's kind of gone in ebbs and flows my passions for these things, but lately it's been pretty stirred getting yeah because there are a lot of women to look up to in the bible who are not just meek women who are just the helpmate like where they are bold fiery mighty women of god who are exemplifying what true dependence is exemplifying faith exemplifying boldness like oh and meek boldness well yeah because meek like oh my gosh studying abigail in that season was just so phenomenal the way she was so honoring Mm, mm -hmm, honoring mm -hmm. and and respectful in her bold in her bold actions as she went and saved the household like there's so many which is just let's like let's not downplay it because that is not easy no you know what i mean you look at it and you think that it's such a little value but like it is not easy to be meekly bold it is not easy to submit. It is not like we're sitting here while you women just do da, 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 da. Well, the reality is, is it's easier to be bold. It's easier to be fiery. It's easier to take charge and be in control and, and like not submit and not. It is. It is so much easier. And I am telling you, like I lived 30 years of my life just doing it the easy way. Following Christ and submitting is absolutely harder than living in the world and just doing it your way. But the reality is 
is when you submit to Christ, you're putting yourself down and picking him up and choosing to be the character of Christ, which yeah. is a challenge in this world, is a challenge in this society, is a challenge in culture. And there is something to be said about a woman of God, like a true yeah. woman of God. You know, I think we don't stop and have reverence enough for the submission that a woman does and takes and walks in and the obedience and like the beauty that that can be. It is amazing. And, um, you know, God, Jesus valued women so, so, so much, right? Like the very first evangelist was a woman. I mean, we study the woman at the well all the time, right? The story in John four um, of this Samaritan woman meeting with Jesus and Jesus, this is the first time in Jesus's life that he, that's recorded anyway, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that he is actually declaring, I am the Messiah. Openly he says, saying it. I am he. Who does he tell? The first person he tells, a woman. And not like a pure made clean Jewish, Jewish woman. I mean, a Samaritan. Not, not, yes, yes. It went against the grain, and I just like I, this is not religion. This is beautiful. Like women supported Jesus's ministry. Like gave money. He ran his ministry even from money that women made and gave to him. Mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's so many beautiful examples in scripture of how empowered women are with Jesus Christ. And it's just, it's just really cool. Anyway, so a little bit of, a little bit of passion and thinking on, on that. I, I There's so much favor on women. I know. I know. I'm telling you after, after being out in the world for so long and thinking that I was standing for women's rights and all these different things and then coming, um, which is oftentimes the world's women's rights are anti-man's rights. Yes. <laughs> right? That's a different subject. But Sorry, I feel like that kind of... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And now that I've... That. And then once I submitted to Christ, I, it took me a little while. It's taken me some refinement and some grinding, but like now I'm at a really good spot where I'm like, well, where were you thinking over there? I don't really understand. Um, But now I'm at a place where I'm like, the way you look at women is unbelievable. The respect and the honor that God has for women and the way he covers women and the way he encourages women and gives them like, you know, like I am telling you as a single mom, the cover that I have mm. now is something so amazing that like, I, I know that it is a treasure. Like I am very, very, very much aware that there is a covering over me and it is a beautiful, nourishing, amazing time that is intimate and personal that I love and God, his favor and love just pours out. But also just as she said, it is anti man out there. But when you become a woman of God, when you choose that and you choose to see how God honors women, you also have eyes to see how God honors man yep. and men yes. and how you are called to honor men and how you, they have their own walk to walk yeah. and they have something that you do not have right. and they have a call that it's like valuable I, and it is and it is and i am sad that in the world we shame and push down but like god favors both yeah equally yeah. he favors men and women equally and until you can criticize all you want out there i did 
I was one of those people that was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I totally was. But until you submit to Christ and he comes over your heart and shows you and reveals to you the favor that he has for men and for women. Yeah. You cannot, you can't be wavered. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. All right. Well, that was a lot on um, what we're thinking. We still have a whole nother segment to go into. Well, you know. Okay. A whole nother segment that will be a whole nother episode. Be sure to join us next week when we drop the episode digging into our daily discussion all about the fear of the Lord. It's a bit of a doozy and it's filled with lots of emotions and we we had to just let that topic stand on its own. We think you're going to love it. If you joined us for February's live event, we thank you. It was a ton of fun and we're looking forward to the next one. Mark your calendars for the last Tuesday of every month. Uh, join us, join us on your lunch hour, 1130 Pacific Standard Time. We're so thankful that you've chosen to tune into this podcast. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. And if you leave a comment, you'll be sure to see us in the chat throughout the week. Now, if you want to take an action step in showing other women the way God favors them, you can shop Trades of Hope, providing jobs for women coming out of poverty and trafficking. Uh, I mean, getting your gifts and accessories here is such a practical and simple way to be a part of the solution. With so much gratitude, we pray that you will be filled with the knowledge of His will, bearing fruit and being strengthened with endurance and joy. Godspeed, friend.